Greetings and salutations to you all. This is Dee Dee Moonflyer. Welcome to Twilight Tonic, your weekly voyage to points distant and parts unknown. We'll discuss all things paranormal, spiritual, weird, and wonderful. So if you're ready, grab your favorite tonic, your best comfy chair, and let's begin. Tonight on Twilight Tonic, I have Lala Bright back and her amazing partner tonight. She does have some shows, Enchanting Insights, in the round table. She's an artist, an abductee, a medium, a remote viewer, and a starseed, which she will explain later if you don't know what that is. Now she's working on cold cases. And then in the house tonight, I have Bob McGuire. He has a PhD from the university, Brown University, that is. He worked for the Department of Defense. How are you guys tonight? We're great. Glad to, thank you for having us on. Oh, yeah, it's you. my pleasure. It's nice to talk to Lala again, and it's so nice to talk to our partner. I didn't get a chance to last time. <laughs> thank you. So you guys have some pretty unique projects coming up. Robert, I would like to ask you about the one coming up with Jimmy Blanche. Okay. Jimmy Blanchett is a long-time experiencer, and he's also an amateur radio operator Mm -hmm. and an electrical engineer. So he decided to blend his experiences, his intuition, his amateur radio stuff, and he began sending signals to the sky at night trying to induce the like ce5 by radio where he's trying to get the ufos to respond to his radio signals rather than his esp call like other Mm -hmm. people do with both encounters of the fifth kind so jimmy devised a system and he began transmitting and, and pretty soon after he had worked on it a bit he began having craft appear in the in the boresight of his antennas. So he put a camera there, and now he takes video while he's transmitting and after, and he's getting all sorts of craft appear uh, in response to his calls. So Jimmy and I both are amateur radio operators, and Jimmy and Lala and I and Grant Cameron are all really good friends. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to work on on the following project. Using Jimmy's transmissions that have the craft show up, we want to take the video recording of these crafts showing up and see if we can interpret the patterns they do on the sky in front of Jimmy's antenna Mm -hmm. as an attempt to communicate. And using the artificial intelligence computer I own, try to build a dictionary. So we will transmit, they respond, we try to translate, we will use Jimmy and Lala's abilities to try to intuit uh, a a response. So in other words, we're going to guess 
and we're going to keep guessing and updating the artificial intelligence. And it's probably going to take quite a while because we got to get a lot of data to train this thing. But in the end, if we are able to build a successful dictionary, send and receive, that's a two-way communication channel, like a walkie-talkie between us and them. Right. You know, that that's interesting, but I'm wondering, do you think AI can, do you think it can translate if it gets enough uh, data? I am absolutely, I'm certain already, having done a lot of it, that mm-hmm. it can observe patterns. The crucial piece is can Lala and Jimmy and any others that want to participate mm-hmm. into it, what they are saying so we can build it into the dictionary? I see. Wow, that's intense. It's intense. It's going to be hard work. You also have something else planned that you might be working with Skinwalker Ranch with. Is that correct? So I, I uh, wrote to Brandon and Eric Bard, and mm-hmm. they knew of me already, but but because uh, I'm Science Bob in Twitter and on Spaced Out Radio, so mm-hmm. they knew about. Okay, so uh, I wrote them and said, you know, there's this device that we can buy now that's reasonably inexpensive and we can use um, signals that are in your environment from television and radio stations and use that signal and this device to collect signals that are bouncing off of things in your sky. So in other words, it's passive radar. It's passive because you're not transmitting, Mm -hmm. but you're receiving transmissions bouncing off the things in your sky from a very high-powered transmitter in your environment. And so they want to see if they can track the UFOs and the super-secret black helicopters and the other things that are flying over the ranch. And so they have agreed to work with me to see if they can fold it into their operation. I have a question for you, Robert. Yep. What are those black helicopters? Well, they're unmarked, and they're not transmitting uh, what's a required signal, which is called ADSB. The Federal Aviation Administration requires uh, helicopters like that to transmit anti-collision radar signals, mm-hmm. and it's not transmitting. And they have video and photographs, and there are no tail numbers on it. So somebody is operating it uh, with permission of government or illegally to surveil them. I, I found I always find them interesting, even as a child, with some of the experiences I had as a, as a child with my mom. They always show up after something. Yeah. But well, we've had that twice here since we moved in here. One on the um, one flew above me while I was in my car driving, and it almost ran me off. Well, it did kind of run me off the road because of the air pressure. So it flew illegally low over her car Mm -hmm. and turned its rotor blades on full down and blew her off the road. Because they were chasing a UFO and I was being nosy chasing them. Oh, (laughs) well. I was born. (laughs) She's got a sense of adventure in case you didn't know it. (laughs) Well, you know, and it's really strange. My mom was from New York State and she had seen a UFO pregnant with me. But there was like tons of experiences growing up after that into adulthood. But it was really interesting. Those black helicopters just interest me because in Wadsworth, it was the year that the Xenia tornado happened. Oh, yes. I remember. Okay. I was in 
kindergarten or something like that. And we had the whole house light up one night. And she grabbed me and she put me underneath the windowsill and we stayed there. Probably about five minutes into all of this, there were helicopters in our backyard. Oh my God. And it's so vivid because it seemed like as a little girl, it was for hours, but it probably was five or 10 minutes that all this happened. Well, since we moved in here, we, we've been, uh, for various reasons, we put up all sorts of cameras and mm-hmm. we're catching uh, objects in our sky, which are interesting craft, orbs, other things that are really interesting. And we began publicizing it, putting it on Facebook. And yeah. we'll happily, happily share where those things are so anybody can go look at it. But recently, Lala and I were sitting on the back deck we were doing our usual thing. She had the big flash camera, and I was looking through my night vision camera, and the security camera was re- occasionally recording what we were doing. It would do a clip and stop, and then do a clip and stop, and do a clip and stop. So in all these se- uh, a sequence of clips, you could hear us talking. Mm-hmm. And one in one clip, there was no talking. We had gone silent and a helicopter flew illegally low right over the houses in our neighborhood and right over our head. It was illegally low. And we have zero memory of it. Yeah. We had a total block missing time. And you can hear us talking before the clip. You No talking during the clip. And continue talking after the clip with flashes and everything else going on. So they did something to us that suppressed our consciousness. And then we woke up. We had no memory of it. We did not even know it happened until we looked at the security camera footage later. You know that it's like you hear so many people talk about that now. Where they have the missing time and they capture something or they'll walk by something and next thing they know they're on the other side of something. And I'm wondering, is, is there a purpose of it happening so often now? Well, we have stuff fly by here all the time. So there's one craft that we feel like is a surveillance craft. We don't know what kind of surveillance is being done or who the operators of the surveillance craft are, but it flies by here every week. And we get we get at least one good shot of it on our cameras every week. And those are a large portion of our um, evidence that we put up on Facebook. And uh, I also think that we're hearing more about it because of the internet. We can yeah. hear all, you know, people all over the world and talk about it. But also there, there's also the other part of me that thinks Everything's getting ramped up lately. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. a lot of it. People are seeing more crafts, more ghosts, more aliens, abductions. We're even portals. We saw a portal in the backyard a couple months ago. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just something's happening. Yeah. I don't know whether it's I don't know whether it's because equipment is getting better, or people are being sensitized to it happening. Or- or it's actually increasing in frequency. And my gut tells me it's all of it. Yeah. Maybe also we're more accepting. Yes. And more inviting to want to yes. know more. And 
before I think it a lot was hidden from us. And as you see, like on the news and things with the government, they're they're having problems hiding it now. It's coming out more and right. more. Now, when right. you when you did work for the government, did you hear anything like of this kind of stuff, Robert? I did. I did not work on the secrets a UFO program, but I did hear about it. And so that was how I developed an, an interest in it as an adult. So come I was always into sci-fi and UFO shows and I would see stuff and I was a member of MUFON, but I heard this stuff all, uh, inside. I saw a picture, thought it was interesting. So I began investigating UFOs, got into Richard Dolan, read his big books, mm-hmm. And heard him interview Christopher Bledsoe. And then I went over to North, I was at Virginia Tech at the time on the faculty. And I went over to North Carolina and visited Chris. And Chris and I had serious experiences together. And he warned me that people who had come there and seen this stuff had the stuff follow them home at times. He called it a hitchhiker effect. Mm -hmm. And I had the hitchhiker effect. They followed me home. I started seeing them. I had orbs show up in my living room, craft around my house. Uh, I had healings between me and another person that went. And so I just went right down the rabbit hole after that. Wow. And I'm I'm the next to last incident in Chris Bledsoe's book, UFOs of God, which Mm -hmm. is available on Amazon. You know, I... It's really interesting. Then you're an experiencer, obviously. Yep, I am sure now. We've had we've had a lot has been abducted while I laid in the bed next to her. I mean, we we were we're having experiences. Yeah, and how I like to ask this question because I have so many people on the show that have been experiencers and abductees. How do you feel, and why are they abducting you? Do you think? What do you think is up with all of that? To me, they're intruders, but that's just my personal experiences. How do you guys feel about that? Just let me say, by definition, they are intruders because you didn't invite them. Right. Yeah. What do you think, Lolly? That's a good question. Part of me thinks that some of us might have been altered by them genetically. Maybe Mm -hmm. we're their experiment, their monitoring, because they followed me since I was tiny you know she has she has two implants in her yeah and uh, i i think some of it's monitoring from some of them i think some of them have not good intentions and do inappropriate things i've had that situation but i think some are just good but they can't really step in and help so they watch over us so we were on our back which might be the what people consider angels by the way yeah Mm. we we were on our back deck and Lala's serious intuitive. She grabbed the camera from me and pointed it out over the yard and took a flash picture. And when the, we looked at the flash picture, there was a gray entity in the middle of it, six feet in front of yep. us. And that photo is available on our evidence on Facebook. Yep. Okay, so the next day, they talked to Lala. Hmm. It was, it sounded like a bunch of voices at once, like a bee, you know, bees. Mm -hmm, Yeah. And then it went into one and it said how we have to kind of get back to what we're supposed to be doing, you know, 
we're supposed to be helping them by doing a soft disclosure. And they're helping us. I'm not sure exactly yet how they're helping us, but it's it's for the better of everything. So these are positive ones. Yes, these seem positive. They have not done anything ugly to us, but they certainly want us doing what we're doing. Now, I could be wrong about this, but I have talked to people where they believe that they have stopped missiles before they could leave areas um, that they're intervening. How do you feel about that? Do you think that's what they were talking about, Lala? That's on video, isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. Well, they have, they have stopped missiles from launching. Yeah. And Robert, what's his name, worked at Vandenberg Air Force Base and was videoing a nuclear missile test. It had a dummy warhead on it, but it was mm-hmm. a still test. And he got it on his video, UFO come in and shoot the warhead off the missile. So they are telling us they don't like these nuclear weapons. Yeah, I don't blame them. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, yeah, I often wondered about that if some of them are here to stop all of that. And I'm sure they're showing up. They're probably not real happy about the wars that are going on at this point. I, I well, who would be if they have if they're civilized at all, and hopefully that they're, if they're able to marshal the technology and the required effort to build something to come here and visit us, they no longer need to do warfare. So they probably are disgusted with us. Yeah, I I think that's part of the thing. And I think, I, I don't know if also here there is that they're really fascinated with our spirit. And there seems to be a lot of reports of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are vessels and they're interested in our spirit. Yeah. yeah, and I find that fascinating. How do you guys feel about that? And maybe Lala, I, how do you feel about that? I think there's some truth to it. Um, I've heard that we are a very unique species where we have a soul and a spirit, and they want to know more. They Well, first of all, they want it. They want what we have. Mm-hmm. I guess I think we that maybe that's why we're dumbed down so much because we're super powerful and someone doesn't want us to know how powerful we are because uh, they're watching us for a reason, you know. It's almost like we're in a like in a cocoon type of situation and once yeah. we pass our true power comes to be and we choose to come back and maybe they don't have that ability. Right. Well, also, I've been hearing quite a bit when you pass away, don't go towards the light. Supposedly, it's a trap. I don't know if that's true, but a lot of people have been saying it. They said instead, you're supposed to say, I want to go back to my my true home. Hmm, that's interesting. I never, I haven't heard that, but that, that might make sense. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, how am I supposed to remember this? <laughs> you know? I think sometimes it's it's natural for us to go back where we're supposed to be. And I think mm-hmm. that's maybe I could be wrong about this, but I feel that's why our loved ones come back. Yes. Yeah. You know, you hear people talk that they see relatives right before they pass. Yeah. yeah well, right before my mother passed, uh, Lala told me that she was going to pass. And I went over to visit my mother because she had gone on hospice and she was talking to my dead relatives while I was there. Yeah. So home and Lala did a reading for me and that was when I understood completely the power that Lala had 
because she was clearly translating and transmitting messages between me and my mother. And then if that wasn't enough, because I mean, she told a bunch of stuff to me that only my mother and I knew. Right. Okay. Then, then at the end of it, she said, Hey, there's this little lady here. She's about five foot two. She's bossy, but she's speaking in such a thick Southern accent. I can't understand her. (laughs) And she said, I keep hearing this word. And Mm -hmm. she said, she's saying it over and over. She's almost shouting it at me. So it wants me to say it to you. I said, well, what is it? Uh, She said, it's Tweety. So (laughs) when I was one, my grandmother called me Sweetie. I couldn't say Sweetie. So I called her Tweety. So that became grandma's name. And it was my grandmother. Then Lala said, well, did your your grandmother has a poodle in her arm? And I knew immediately it was her. She raised poodles and mm-hmm. that was her favorite, Pierre. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Yeah, it, was a, it, was a, it was a really emotional experience. Yes, I bet. It's really hard when a mother passes. It's very hard. Yes. You know, and I can remember when my mom passed, it felt like there was a warm blanket in the room. And the funny part about that was a nurse walked in and she looked at me. She says, do you feel that? And I said, the warm blanket thing, is that common? She said, yes. And I was like, wow, I think we're, we're guided and taken care of at that point. That's interesting. When you talked about your mom a few minutes ago, Mm -hmm. my ears started to ring Mm -hmm. and that's what happens when a loved one comes around i just didn't know your mom had passed but now it makes sense why it was ringing yeah okay. yeah <laughs> she was something else <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i i love my mom she was a leo so you she was a very strong woman oh i'm a leo <laughs> yeah very strong Tell woman. Me about it. she is a leo <laughs> oh yes oh yes Does, do you have children lala I have you a son, have, don't you? Yeah, they're they're very protective mamas too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, the lions protect their mamas. Oh yeah. Well, it's my job. That's you know what I mean. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I have to give it to my baby. Yeah, he's he's gonna be six foot tall, but he's still my baby. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean he's fourteen and got a size thirteen shoe, so he is oh gonna my be tall. Gosh, <laughs> Lala. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big kid girl <laughs> it's not my fault I'm, I guess it's the aliens messing with our DNA <laughs> wow so Lala you're kind of spreading your wings a little bit now you've worked helping people but now you're doing something that I find in mediumship and in the psychic world, that's very difficult would be what you're doing now. And that is, go ahead and tell people what you're doing. I am working on cold cases with other psychics on my friend's YouTube channel, uh, Grizzly on the Hunt. He's ex-police officer, so he, he reports back whatever we might get. He reports back to his friends. Now, I have to say, this is probably one of the most emotional, hardest things to do. Yeah. Being an intuitive, a psychic, or a medium is homing into that because often you can feel their emotions, pain, and fear. Do you go through all of those emotions and all those feelings? 
I do. I've I've taught myself to not feel the physical pain as much anymore. That used to be an issue. Um, but you know, they have to show me what happened. I see, I see what what they did, and um, it's it's very it's sad and it's eerie. Um, some you know, at w- one time I saw it from the criminal's point of view, which was a first for me, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then one time it was actually a police officer that was murdered and he wanted to help on the case. It was, that was a first too, to have a spirit want to help that much because it was actually his murder was linked to other murders in a Kentucky county. County. Five murders. Five murders were related. Right. So he wanted to help still be on the case. But we have one now and the poor lady I keep seeing, it looks like her eye, you know, when someone's a cataract or something, her eye looks like that, and then her skin's peeled back. And she's just staring at me, traumatized. And that's a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. It was an extremely brutal murder, and it has gone unsolved for 28 years. Oh. Yeah. So are you communicating with her? Or are you seeing it through the eyes of the other one, the murderer? I, it's through her this time. Okay. Um, but I feel that they, I feel a lot of times they know who the criminal is, but they just don't have enough to get them. Yeah. But, it, and that's, well, you know, I used to do cold cases with mainly children and I couldn't, I really couldn't handle that. Mm-hmm. That was most times it was their family that didn't. Yeah, unfortunately. So, yeah. I think doing children so. would be too hard for me. I yeah, could no. never. No, it was sad. It was very sad. I, I constantly warn her to, you know, shut down the thing when you're done, close off, protect yourself, mm-hmm. because she's a physical medium. Tell her about the hernia. Oh, my God. Yeah, I would, you know, this is years ago when I was off and on with giving readings because it's kind of scared me still. And I didn't really know what to do. I gave a reading to someone, their loved one had a whole bunch of health issues, but she also had a really, really bad hernia right before she died. And in the middle of the reading, I start sweating bullets and I never really sweat. And my stomach, it started to hurt by my belly button to the point where I went to the doctor the next day. Mm-hmm. And I don't like going to the doctor anyway. And she goes, well, what did you lift that's heavy? And I'm like, I didn't lift anything. She's like, no, you had to have lift something. I couldn't tell her, well, I was giving a reading to a dead person. And they just <laughs> me. But I didn't know that I could be injured so much. I, I didn't. And it took me years to figure out how to block it. Yeah, you you have to do that because it can make you sick. It did. It really did. You have to learn to protect yourself. Oh, yeah. I've had, uh, I gave one reading to a man, his wife had passed, and I didn't know he had an attachment. Oh, no. Yeah. After (laughs) the reading, I found out. Yeah, exactly. So that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Somebody, um, one of our friends one time, they came over for dinner and they were late because they went out drinking at a bar. And they brought something here to my house. 
no. Oh, I was not playing. And I called affectionately because he wasn't hurting anything. But I'd walk by my bedroom and there'd be a hoodie guy standing there. I called him the hoodie guy. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, I kind of thought about it for a while. And one night I was interviewing a medium. And it was strong in the house, whatever it was. And I said, I, I have to stop the interview. And I rarely, I've never done that. I said, I just don't feel like it's right. And she goes, oh, it's the hoodie guy in your bedroom. Oh, and I'm like, God. yeah. And she goes, your brother is there with you. And I was like, yeah. And because I have a brother that passed. And I'm like, so the hoodie guy. <laughs> and I'm like, he hasn't bothered me. She goes, but he likes you. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean oh. he likes me? She goes, no, he likes you. <laughs> and I'm like, hoodie guy's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> no because, kidding. Uh, hoodie guy been watching me hoodie guys gotta go so yeah. she sent me like this blessing i had blessings but i wanted to try hers because she sensed them so quickly so me and my husband we have the because i can't have sage in the house smoke snake sage because i have exotic birds so i have my rose water and my sage water and i'm spraying and we're doing all this and she finally gets a hold of me again she goes call his grandma she'll take him away so I had to ask for his grandma. So they brought an attachment to my house that didn't want to leave my bedroom. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I I didn't know that some spirits or entities yeah. could become um, very, what, addicted to you or like you in an odd way. I didn't Attached to you, yeah. Right. Suck yeah. you dry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had one that didn't like any of my male friends whatsoever Mm. to the point where I had to move out. It was bad. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. When, once you start bothering me, you're out. Yeah. (laughs) If you do not follow my rules, you have to leave. (laughs) If you're not paying rent, get the hell out. I know. The the only one allowed in my house is my cat ghost that came with the house I bought. (laughs) Yes. The little black and white one. That's cute. He is well, we cute. got a we got a dog, and she's pretty sensitive, so we can tell when something's in the house because she stares into empty corners and occasionally grumbles. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask you. I don't know. I've talked to a lot of experiencers and abductees. Does your animals know when they're coming, or do they sleep right through it? She has nightmares. Yeah. So she has doggy terrors. Oh, yeah. She does. Um, some, You know, on very few occasions, she started growling. She's not a growling type of puppy dog, our dog, um, but she wanted to rip something to shreds, and we couldn't see anything, so she knew it was coming. And, and we did have an issue that night, yeah. But no. we've got all, we have all the ghost gear now, so we have <laughs> REM pods. Uh, skeleton camera, the whole bit. You know, it would be interesting. Have you ever set up the cameras in your room when you feel something coming and filmed it to see if you can capture anything? Oh, Lord, yes. Look, Lala stays up all night looking at the orbs running around our room. (laughs) (laughs) Lala, you've got to get some sleep, girl. (laughs) I know. It's so addicting. It's fun. (laughs) She's getting, uh, she's getting, uh, what do you call it? Uh, not endorphin, but the, uh, 
a rush. Whatever the you get dop- look the at dopamine the rush. And, and what, yeah, dopamine. She's getting a dopamine rush from doing it. Dopamine <laughs> rush. Yeah, exactly. At least she's not drinking. <laughs> oh That's true. That that could be worse, right? <laughs> and I sleep right through it. I just snore my way through it while she's talking to her buddy the orbs. <laughs> and they they're wild. I mean, she will ask them to do things, and they will comply. Wow. Well, some of them blink. I mean, it's I love the blinking ones. They're just so pretty. And now, do do you see full body apparition? Appar- look, I tell you, speaking is hard tonight, guys. Apparitions. <laughs> we've seen we've seen two or three of them. Yeah, but I tell them usually not to do that it does scare me and if you ask them not to do something but to do it in a, another way so they get uh-huh. come through they usually do i had a regression and uh-huh. during the regression the security it was daylight and the security camera has a schedule to only work at night the security camera didn't follow the schedule it turned on and it watched something walk across my deck tracking it and it looked like the Terminator, the shimmery thing. You could see a shape, yep. but you couldn't tell what it was. That's, we have that on video. That was amazing. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. That would kind of, what was that? That would freak me and, out. Well, that's exactly what I said. What was that? Well, we don't You're having a past life regression and something walks across your porch. It looks like the Terminator. I'd be out of there. It scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I'd be like, uh-uh, I'm moving. Then we, had, we, had a, we had an orb, which came down and made a racket outside and the racket it made was it came and landed on the deck and it got really really bright and then the light dimmed and it was a humanoid energy shape and just as it turned the human shape it reached up and grabbed the camera and turned it oh and all of that is on video in our evidence so where they turned it was our neighbor behind us their roof and then they started to have crafts light up the roof, like a crawling kind of light. They and it's lit do. from above. It's not a street light. It's lit from above. And you can see stuff going on on that roof. It's just wild. Ooh, yeah, that, then you know something's going on with your neighbors that they don't know guess, about. Guess, guess what yeah. we've told the neighbor? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Unless they okay. hear this podcast. You never know. Oh, yes. That's psych. Just kidding. It didn't happen. <laughs> well, you didn't say if the neighbors were to your right or left, so you might be safe. <laughs> but, yeah, I do think that's that something's happening to that neighbor because I swear we got on video one time. The light crawled over the roof, and then something I guess the, a little small craft, well, small means like a, a car size, was up and down, and then it went sideways, and all of a sudden, it almost looked like a body bag came out of the lower level of the house and then disappeared. And and so during the one of the brightest ones where they lit up the roof, to me, the video shows the roof going transparent, and we can see down into the building. That did it, yeah. We have that on video. Have that on video for people to go look at. I I would be packing. (laughs) Yeah, we're stupid. We like it. We kind of like it. (laughs) I like. Um. Um. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's amazing. It's it's validating to us. Sure. That 
yeah, we can show not to prove, but to show like this is what we really do live with, you know. And well, um, it's nice. You know, it's interesting that you say that. I think sometimes the universe, our spirit, shows us what we can handle and will let us know mm-hmm. what you've seen is real. I think right. we're very protected that way. What part of the country do you guys live in again? Maryland, near, near Baltimore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've been there so many times. I've been yep. in Baltimore and Washington, D.C. a lot. I love that yep. area. Yeah, we're about 30 minutes from there. Yep. Yep. I love it. I used to um, teach there. I taught dance there and I took dance oh. there all through that area. I took dance in um in Baltimore Bel Air Road actually. Yeah, um, I taught a couple workshops in Baltimore. It's, it's a beautiful city. At least where I yeah. was staying was beautiful. I don't know about the rest of it, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, they have really pretty spots and artsy spots. So yeah, nice. I love that. So I I would uh, presume that that whole area DC and stuff would be very active because of DC. Well, listen, I was talking to a new friend that is a classically trained exorcist from the Vatican. Wow. He lives in Maryland, and he said there were so many exorcisms that he did in Baltimore. It was was crazy. Through the Catholic Church? What's up? Is he Catholic? Yes. Yeah. Wow. I have not a clue. That's so interesting. I think they're doing exorcisms again. They're just not broadcasting. Right, correct. I can see that. I can see that. The Catholic Church is very interesting. Um, I grew up Catholic. Me too. And then I ended up, when I was 13, my mom asked all of us kids when we were a certain age what we wanted to do, and I chose something different. Yeah. And I think it's just really interesting because there's a lot of, in my opinion, and probably in Lala's too, there's a lot of mysticism in that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. That I, think is- the scary, I think the scariest thing Lala ever told me was a reading she did of an exorcist. And we did not know she was an exorcist. Mm-hmm. She was just a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And she saw her doing an exorcism and trapping an entity inside the, a spiritual box where it remains today angry as it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it, I saw it, but it also saw me, and that's what scared me. Well, don't go to any antique stores, Lala, and buy Hell any no. box. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. My dad would bring home antique stuff. I have a lot stuff. of them, too. And while they were cool, we had a, a quite a bit of different activity going on mm-hmm. growing up, definitely. I sage all of mine before it enters the house. Anything I buy that's antique, I, I sage, I cleanse, I bless it, and then it can yeah. come into my house. But it doesn't come into my house until it's blessed and saged. You have to. I mean, it's it's real. They, I mean, they get attachments from people that held them on forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have a beautiful vanity from the 20s and I something didn't come with it but the lady that had had it prior to me must have been the sweetest lady on the planet. No. 
because the vanity, it just, it has really good energy. It's in my studio and it just Mm -hmm. feels really good. And she must've had like a really nice lifetime. And yeah, I really like it. But then, you know, some of them don't make it into the house sometimes. (laughs) I'm like, no, 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 you're going back. (laughs) You can't come in. Well, like Grizzly, he collects haunted dolls. Oh, what? And they they do stuff. They they oh, jump no. up and down. Oh yeah, he's got their haunted. They hit him. They hit him. Out, and he won't get rid of them. I he would. Seems un, he seems to be unable to get rid of them. Yeah, I'm a little worried. So he actively goes and buys haunted dolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh oh no. <laughs> It started out as he wanted it as a joke for his show, but then he really got haunted dolls and he became addicted to it. And I mean, yeah, some of them are not okay at all. Yep, not. Oh, you're not going to his house, are you? (laughs) I'd be like, oh, dude, get rid of the dolls. (laughs) I'm not getting nibbled on by a doll. That's okay. Oh, God, you know, that would like, that would do me in seeing a doll walk down the hallway or turn its head to look at me. That doll would be out of here. You'd be in a box buried yep. 20 miles from my house in the middle of the woods. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no Absolutely. dolls. I don't buy dolls in antique stores. Never. No, no. Mm-mm. Ever, ever. Mm-hmm. They they creep me out. Mm-mm. No, I'm sorry. I don't bring those. <laughs> I want to interview him just for that. You you it's like, why do you buy haunted da- dolls, Bear? Why? <laughs> oh, he's got pictures of them moving, all kinds of weird no, stuff. Oh, in his house? Does he have kids? Oh, yeah. They jump off the shelf and <gasps> land on his leg in the middle of shows. In his house, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Does he have a family in that house with the dolls? No, just, a, just an animal, a dog. Yeah. Oh, my God. Does the, has the dog ever attack the dolls? I he so the dog's little and he keeps the dolls up high, so he can't. Oh my and goodness! He's, he's he's kind of barricaded them in now. Yeah, the he dolls. About it, it's crazy. He's got like thirty of them. Why? I don't know. Me. <laughs> I know he and doesn't know that, it, but tell him no, no more. He needs Zaphis to come over to his house and no. get those things and take them away. Yeah, true. No, I what. Nope, 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 nope. That's a movie in the making. No way. <laughs> it's it's like that doll from um that movie in the seventies with Karen Black Anna and it, you know which one I'm talking with the teeth and the lock breaks and it's hi yeah 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 yeah. Oh Chucky. No, it's way oh. before Chucky. Oh, is what is it called? Come on, Robert, you gotta remember that movie. I don't remember. <laughs> it's like an but African I mean, we, doll. We, we've seen plenty of doll movies, Annabelle and Chucky and all those. But oh, I'm this is worse. This lady oh, brings home this. Oh, I wish I could remember the name. It is a classic. And it has like the great late Karen Black and it. And, and it is spooky. And this doll, like the chain breaks and it attacks her with a little knife and it's got sharp teeth. And I mean, it's an older movie. But, I've seen plenty of Karen Black movies, but I can't remember it. Sorry. Yeah, okay. and you know what? It will come to me tonight when I'm asleep in the middle of the night. Now I'll have um, to eat. I'll have to get a hold of you, Lala. 
tell Robert it's this and he'll like, oh my <laughs> God, not that movie. It's Trilogy of Terror. Yes. Yes. That's horrible. Look at that picture. Man, that is grotesque looking. That thing looks like a warrior with a spear and some nasty looking teeth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That movie, when I was a little kid, scared me to death. Oh my That's God. what I'm visualizing, visualizing Bear's dolls all lined up like that. <laughs> <laughs> and me <So> running. <laughs> That's funny. It's amazing how when when I was young, movies could could uh, influence you so much. The House on Haunted Hill mm-hmm. and a couple of others, mm-hmm. Hitchcock, they influenced me a lot. So I've always been interested in ghosts and things. And then Michael Rennie and Sam Jaffe in The Day the Earth Stood Still got me interested in UFOs and spacecraft. Ah, mm-hmm. yep. I could see that definitely, and all the shows in search of. Do you remember in search of? Yeah, yeah, with Leonard Nimoy. Mm-hmm. Yep, I love that show when I was little. Oh my gosh, I could not wait till it was on on Saturday. Well, I'm old enough. I watched the Star Trek series when it was on television. Oh, I love Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I watch. Good. I've rewatched Star Trek several times. And the new, I love the new Star Treks too. Yep. Oh, they're good. Oh yeah. And I am such a geek. I've been to a Star Trek convention. Oh, great! Cool. I've never done that, but I'd, but I'd like to, especially if uh, uh, the guy, the, the guy, no, the guy that plays Jean Luc Picard, if he would show up. Oh, oh yeah. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Patrick Stewart. If he showed up, I would go. Oh yeah. And Lala could do face painting because she is a brilliant face painting artist she's so good she's face painted at the white house multiple times that's awesome it's fun i love it it's relaxing to me oh i bet any type of artwork is meditative and you probably really need that being a medium and psychic well very yeah i mean art is so releasing and the meditation alone in it that's true because I have a hard I, I have ADHD, so it's hard for me to meditate. The normal meditate, mm-hmm. um, painting, it it is like that. It, it's it's helpful healing, but I get to make other people happy too. Yeah, which, which is the best part, you know. When they smile, when they see their face in the mirror and they smile, it's so cute. Yeah, and being a Leo, you probably love children. I do. I do. All Leos love their babies. <laughs> <laughs> they like to take yeah. care. Yes, very much. So tell me, you guys are doing all these projects together and your YouTube and podcasting. How's that going? It's fun. Yeah, it's great fun. We're about to do our first show on our own thing. It's Orbis Paranormal on YouTube, and we're going <laughs> to do a live reading. Oh, that's cool. Yep. When and is that a, going to happen? Uh, I think the person is picking because the person's in the UK, so we're trying to figure that out. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's quite a time difference. Mm-hmm. I think six hour difference. Yeah, are you guys going to do it in the morning or in the evening? Morning, because it'll be his afternoon. Yeah, yeah, I've had to interview people from the UK, and it's always in the morning. 
I'm mm-hmm. like, at what time? <laughs> Darn. <Yeah. laughs> I'm not a morning person. No, neither of us are now. No. I, you know, and the sad part is before I worked as a baker, I didn't get up early and then I had to get up at four in the morning for a couple years. And it has changed me completely. Now I get up at six every morning and I don't go bed to midnight. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm I'm about five hours a night sleeping now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I love to sleep. But then I feel I'm like, I'm a sad. So I always feel like I'm going to miss out on something. So I have to get up and see what's going on. (laughs) I definitely get that. It's like, I want to see what's going on. I might miss out. I can't miss out. And then I'm up. <laughs> I used to be like that in my 20s. It drove me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It probably drives my household nuts. <laughs> I'm up at six making the coffee. The thing is I can, check, I can check the news on my smartphone and then throw it over on next to the bed. It's just all nothing but bad news and go back to sleep. Yeah. Well, at least the media now has something to look on. It's the weather. The weather's been bad all through the U.S. right now. It's crazy. The schools took off today. We had so much wind and rain, the schools closed today. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. They've never done that before. For. And it wasn't for snow, it was for the wind and the flooding. So, you know, it's bad because I did that. Yeah. I know you, I know in your area, you guys get at least one or two snowstorms a year, but the rain and the wind, that's crazy. Right. Last year, we didn't get any snow. No, we had a dusting and that's it. That's never happened. Yeah. I guess it's supposed to be get bad this weekend. So be prepared. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> you just want to be snowed well, in, right? I got Well, I got to go charge. Yeah. That means I have to go charge the snowblower. Okay. Well, you probably should. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to worry about it. I'm in Indiana. (laughs) And our dog's never seen snow, so she'll like that. Oh, how old is your dog? She's a little over a year old. Oh, how cute. What is she? You want to tell? Yeah. Half beagle, half blue tick hound. Oh, my goodness. She's very cute. Oh, She's I love hounds. dog ever. She is a sweetheart. Oh, yeah. Everyone needs animals. I don't care what somebody tells me. Everybody needs I, a dog or a cat in their life. But I, she doesn't have a mean bone in her body. Yep, she's good. Oh. And she likes to cuddle, snuggle. How many animals do you guys have? Just the dog. No, Just and the fish. I don't know. We have like a dozen fish. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, they count. <laughs> Yes, yes, sorry. <laughs> they would protest. They'd be like, we're here, we're here. <laughs> we have two big goldfish. They're but awesome. They, we got these little goldfish that were like an inch and a half long. They're six inches long now in a year. Wow, they're happy and well fed. <laughs> we, we're keeping them fat. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a joke. I can't, never mind, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> It's okay. I have five animals, so I can't say anything. <laughs> and two of them can talk back, so. <laughs> oh, the uh, birds? Oh, the yeah. Oh, my. My parrot is something else lately. No. And they're very intuitive animals. People don't realize how sensitive birds are. Mm-hmm. If something walks through the house, they feel it before 
the cat and the two birds will be like, what? <laughs> oh, that oh, makes yeah. sense. Because in the forest, the birds will all fly down immediately. Yeah, it's because there are, there are animals that are predators. You know, they are hunted by predators. They're very sensitive. So yes. anything in the house that doesn't belong, they will let you know. Mm-hmm. That's true. And it's weird when my little bird, when my husband has a nightmare, because often he falls asleep in the living room, the little bird will... She has, she's prone to night terrors and seizures. She will have a night terror or a seizure when he's having a nightmare. Oh. So I run in and I have to give her her little medicine and he'll, and he'll wake up. He'll be like, I had the worst dream in oh. at the, exactly at the same time he is having his dream. She has those. Oh. So wow. now I kick him out of there, you know, go in the bedroom and I will sleep next to the birds. <laughs> I'm like their protector, but it's really interesting to watch them. My son wants a parrot. He always he's always liked parrots. Very much. they're they're expensive. I I couldn't yeah. get them, but we love looking at them. They're so pretty. Yeah, they come with a lot of rules and regulations. You can't burn candles. You can't burn incense. Mm-hmm. And you have to have special cookware. Really. Yeah, no Teflon whatsoever. You can't spray um, chemicals in the house. They have to be taken out if you do any house repairs. Um, yeah, they're high maintenance a little bit, but they're worth it. Sounds nice. Yeah, mine are rescues. So you can get a rescue very cheap. They're older, but they're worth it. You just have to be patient with them. And they do scream and they're very loud. So it's like our puppy dog. Oh, our puppy is, she has a full blue tick hound throat. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it bursts burst your eardrums if you're too close. At least you know somebody's coming. Yeah. yeah. And their <laughs> animals are intuitive. They'll let you know when something's on the way or in the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, what are you guys up to in the next six months besides your podcast? Anything that you're hiding from us? Uh, you're more active than I am. Uh, well, so uh, you don't have a monthly radio show, the Science Bob Show on Dave Scott's Spaced Out Radio on the first Wednesday, second Wednesday of every month. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just continuing to, I'm going to work really hard on this AI art store. And Lala's working hard on building her uh mediumship store so it's just we're just steadily plodding away keeping busy you should call my show sometime yeah i do round tables because like i said i have adhd Mm -hmm. so it my brain can handle a couple people with you know i mean yeah yeah send me the info and i will definitely call in i had steve bassett on my show a couple weeks ago i couldn't believe he said yes yeah it was so cool and he did a good show too he's talking about disclosure because he was a leader of disclosure in yeah. Washington. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Just send me the info. You know, I would be on there in a heartbeat for you. Thank you. Yeah. Just and look, Lala Bright, L A L A B R I G H T, is her name on Facebook. And well, but I'm, what I'm saying is oh. that's the place <laughs> you go to look in our photo albums and you, the album. Is pictures from our cameras, mm-hmm. and it is all the weird stuff we're getting here. 
Yes. And make sure you tune into those because those are fun. I watch them all the time. Yeah, they're wild. Yeah, they're fun. They're well, really we, cool. I, my, my favorites are the one where something flashes in our sky and the, the security cameras get the flash. And then she zooms in on the flash, and it's always a structured craft mm -hmm. every yeah. time. I guess they're going through portals. I don't know. I can't think the flash is a portal opening and closing. It it seems like they're more active with you because you're actively looking and trying to oh, yeah. communicate. We're encouraging them. That's that's absolutely true. Yeah, they're probably well, like, like they're going to listen. Yeah, you know when I talk when I did talk to him more when we first moved in here a year ago I told him I said look I, I really need help cheering up because I was grieving the loss of my family yeah and they came around and it preoccupied my thoughts so they do care you know there are ones that do really care yeah and just just one of the last interesting thing here is the kickoff for our doing all this recording is we had poltergeist activity in here. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know whether it was because this is Native American land or whether we actually had a visitor. And so we put up a security camera and we got an electronic voice phenomenon. And it was her, her uh, deceased boyfriend. He said said words that were clear as day, like wow. we were in a room together. Well, he said our, our son's name and our son has a, a his name's Xander. So it's hard to just say... Yeah, he well, he said Xander clear as day. Yeah, wow, that's incredible. It was nice. Oh, I bet it's comforting. Mm, very, very much. Yeah, because yeah. I'm 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 a medium, but when it's your own family, it's harder for me to communicate with them. Yeah, I guess I get my own way. Yeah, and then we put up cameras, and all of this stuff started happening. So it's just become our life. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It just, it just becomes part of you after a while, I think, mm -hmm. you know, oh, yeah. and yellow, you're absolutely right. Trying to communicate with family is very hard. Yeah. Because yeah. I haven't been able to communicate with my mother since she passed. So it's really interesting that she came to you and hasn't come to me yet. Or maybe she can't come to me because we were too close. Well, you know, if you want to, you can send me a picture over in a messenger and I'll see what she says. If you, if you want. She'd yeah. probably say, Nisi, you forgot to bring me flowers. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she is very strong. It was a real high pitched ring. So that that's a stronger energy. Yeah. Well, you know, she studied Edgar Casey in The Course of Miracles and she had all those experiences with UFOs, so and extraterrestrials. So you know she experienced all that stuff when she oh, was wow. young. Boy, talking is hard for me tonight. It's I, so hard for me every day. It's I'm like nothing's coming out right. Extra, it's like oh my goodness. I'm like, what is There's wrong with me? There's a lot of people that go through not only hauntings, but also abductions. And a lot of people don't even realize there's two different entities altogether, you know? Mm -hmm. Interesting. I never even thought about it that way, but I could see that. Well, the positive is she can tell them apart. 
they're a different energy, uh, a different feeling they have. Yeah, the one, the aliens and other beings that aren't spirits have a less emotional feel and more, I guess, business feel. Mm -hmm. And the spirits are very emotional. You know, what's interesting about that, I had um, Karen Wilkinson on not that long ago, and she wrote The Evil Seed. And what was interesting that she said that some of them seem more robotic. Yeah. Yep. Like they had spacesuits, like they were, were not even real things. They were being controlled. Oh, we've heard of that. And yeah. then the others were taller and very cold, but they were much more in charge. Yeah. And yes. she said that they would see piles of these gray type suits. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So it was really interesting. Like some of them were very robotic, like and not real. And some of them, the ones were real, you could tell. So I, I think that's a very interesting statement that she said. Well, Bob, then you say some greys are uh, drones or something? Yeah, the three-foot mm -hmm. I think they are uh, uh, cybernetic organisms. They're biological robots. And the taller ones are in charge. Yeah, that's what she said. And she said they also they have a, a smell to them, the smaller ones. Mm-hmm. Which what I found smell? very interesting. What kind of smell? Not good. Oh, great. Well, no. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you guys, it's been so fun talking to you. It was very nice. Thank you. Well, we really enjoyed it. Yes, it was fun sharing stories. It was a, It's a very different podcast tonight. I just felt like we could just talk. Like we were sitting on your porch having drinks. I love it. That's the way we like it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And then, you know, when your projects take off, let's get back together. Oh, yeah. We'll ha happily do it. Yeah. All right. You guys have a good night. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye.